The following shear has been presented by Rav Yaakov Rappaport of South Bend, Indiana, and is brought to you by the Base Chabad Halacha Center. Today's shear is going to be in Yevamis, in Perik Shlishi Arba Achin, Daf Chofches. I would like to share with everyone today a fantastic question and answer by the world-renowned Avne Nezer. Now, before I ask the question and answer and see the practical halachic ramification, I would like first to ask the question, and then we'll go through the whole response and see how the Avdinezer uses this fantastic question to answer a great halachic quandary. The Mishnah says, Shloisha Achim, three brothers, Shnai Mehem Nisun Shteachoyos. Out of the three brothers, two of the brothers were married to sisters. So the Mishnah says that the Chomim Paskim, in such a case, Hari Elu Cholzois. If the two sisters fall to the remaining brother, both sisters the, need the brother to perform upon them chalitza. That's the Tanakhama's opinion. Rabbi Shimon Poiter, Rabbi Shimon says no, that both sisters go scot-free without any type of chalitza whatsoever. And the Gemara says, what's the reason a Rabbi Shimon, Tanya, it says you shouldn't take a woman on her sister. You're not allowed to take any one of them independently. Rashi says, what's the logic for this? Why does Rabbi Shimon hold that both sisters go free without any chalitza whatsoever? So Rashi says, the reason they both go free because Rav Shimon says, Iser achois zikuka erva gemurei. The prohibition of achois zikuka. And again, let's remember, both of these sisters fell to one brother, and they are prohibited upon him through the concept of achois zikuka. He didn't marry any of them. They're zokuk to him. If the yeshika intik, it's not really relevant at this point, but they're both zokuk to him. And therefore, there's an iser of achois zikuka. And says Rashi, the Rav Shimon holds that's an erva gemura. The Rachmana Potra, the Rachmana Patered, an erva gemura from Yibum. But Kaimalei be Isser Eishes And if they would have further relations with her, there'd be an Eishes So both sisters go off scot free. Frecht the Avne Nazer, the bomb question. Why do both sisters go free? Because of the Isser of Achois Zikukasoi. Bishlema, the second sister should go scot-free because after all, the second sister was in Achoizukuka to the first sister. Again, what happened? The Mishnah seems to say that both sisters fell in front of this one brother, but there's no sequence in the Mishnah if it was B'zu Acherzu or if it was Basachas. So the Abnanezer assumes that the Gemara is also talking about if they fell B'zu Acherzu. Now let's see. If the first sister Rachel fell to the brother. She was no problem. She wasn't an Achizukuka. Then Leah fell a month later to the brother. So only Leah should go scot-free. Why in the world does Reb Shimon Pater Rachel? After all, Rachel at the time of the Nefila was not an Achizukuka. We should just say the second sister goes scot-free because the second sister, the Zika of the second sister, is a Zika from Erva. That is the Avde Nazar's question. Why is the, the, both sisters scot-free? It should only be the second sister, because only the second sister started off with an Iser of Achois Zukuka. Now, this question, we'll see an answer in a moment, 
but it's applied to a very fascinating halachic question. In Eben HaEzer, in Simen Aleph, Seif Yud, the Mechaber brings a very relevant nowadays halacha, which is, we know theoretically, according to Torah law, a person is allowed to have two wives. However, there is a Cherem Derbeinu Gershom. What is that Cherem Derbeinu Gershom? The Cherem Derbeinu Gershom was a special rule that the Goin Derbeinu Gershom um, instituted that a person is not allowed to have two wives. Okay? Not allowed to have two wives. The reason being is brought down is because he saw that his door was uh, having a lot of preachers and a lot of hololists and uh, people were accustomed to have too many wives and it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy for the marital uh, Jewish family. So Urbano Gershom said, we have to cut this out and there's a cherem. Anyone who transgresses this and has two wives is over a cherem. The Shulchan Aruch details this halacha of having two wives, the Isser of having two wives. And the Mechaber says, I'll read the Mechaber for you, Rabbeinu Gershom Hichrim Al Hanose Al Ishtoi. Rabbeinu Gershom in a Cherim, someone who marries an additional wife. Avol, the Mechaber says, very interesting. However, if the second wife, the marriage to the second wife, the ulterior, the motive of the husband by taking a second wife was not solely for his own pleasure, but was for mitzvah, the Hainu says the Mechaber, Biyavama, if the second wife is Yavama that fell to him, so then there is no Cherem Derbeinu Gershom. Why? Because Rabbeinu Gershom only said that you're not allowed to have two wives when the second wife is taken, and if the second wife is taken, and it's Shalom B'Maka Mitzvah. But if the second wife, in fact, is taken, and it is B'Maka Mitzvah, Rabbeinu Gershom allows you to take a second wife. Why? Because the mitzvah of Yavama overrides the Isser of having Shtei Nashim. That's Shittah's Rabbeinu Gershom. The Mechaber goes on and says, Hu Adin, the Ramah goes on, excuse me, and says, Hu Adin, if a person is married to a woman for Eser Shonim, we know the rule is that if someone is not a Bas Banim for Eser Shonim, he's allowed to take another wife. Why is he allowed to take another wife? The Ramah says, because it's B'Maka Mitzvah. Just like it's Mutter take a Yavama on your first wife, because M'Maka Mitzvah, so too to take a second wife, if your first wife has not bore your children for 10 years. Also, that's considered Maka Mitzvah and it's Mutter. So therefore, Rabbeinu Cheir, Rabbeinu Gashem is Mutter and Maka Mitzvah. That's the Halacha. Now, you're going to ask me, it's not practical, Rabbi Rappaport. I understand it's not practical um, that someone takes a second wife of Maka Mitzvah. However, well, I'll show you in one moment what is practical. There are more goes on and says further that if the first wife is nishtatis, she becomes mentally, in, can tap, mentally sick and she's incapable of having relations with her husband, right? And she, she's not cognitive of what's going on around her. So the halacha is you're also allowed to take a second wife on the first wife, which is very relevant. Someone is married to a woman and she gets sick and the first wife um, is mentally ill or she's in a coma, so on and so forth. So it is impossible to give such a woman a get. Why is it impossible to give such a woman a get? It's impossible to give such a woman a get because she has no das. And the rule is that we're not allowed to give a get to a woman who has no das. So what do you do? Could you take a second wife, yes or no? So the halachi is that you're allowed to take a second wife, but however, that's a condition. That's not like a yivama, or if your first wife didn't borrow your children for Eser Shanim. If your first wife 
was nishtatis and she's mentally ill, then you're only allowed to take a second wife upon her on the condition you have something called a heter meyer rabbonim. What is a heter meyer rabbonim? It's when a hundred rabbis sign a petition saying you're allowed to take a second wife. That's what the Ramah says. Now, there's an additional requirement the Bach brings down. The Bach brings down, and he brings from the Kolboi, right, which is also reshown that when you want to take a second wife on the first wife, based upon the ruling of Nishtatis, you have to go to Bezdin and deposit a get and kasuba money to the Bezdin. You have to deposit a get and kasuba money to the Bezdin. The, uh, the practice nowadays is thus. When a man is married to a woman and his first wife becomes sick or in a coma or is incapable, incapable of, uh, of communicating because she's so sick, so you're allowed to take a second wife on the condition that you get a heter mei rabbonim and additionally you deposit a get with make suba in the Bezdin. Okay, so you're asking me what's the problem with that? The problem is as follows. The Kadmonim, the Tzemach Tzedek is the first really to discuss this in Simen Tzemach Zion. What we know that suba money could be quite expensive. And since suba money is quite expensive, it's going to be quite, it's going to be extremely hard for the Baal to deposit that suba money in Bezdin. For example, or Moshe holds that uh, suba money, it could be could be up to $35,000 in the year 2014, according to Rav Moshe. If that's true, someone who's, in, who's not so wealthy, who's an indigent, he doesn't have money, and he wants to marry a second wife on his first wife, he would theoretically have to deposit $35,000 in Bezin. That's extremely difficult for a person to do. So how do we remedy the situation for the person and enable him to take a second wife based on the Heter Rabbeinu Gershom of giving a get and the Ksuba money in Bezin? He can't afford the Ksuba money. So the the Tzemach Tzedek says a tremendous chaf. He says, listen, you don't really have to give the Ksuba money in Bezdin, but Bezdin could act as an agent for the wife and sell the Ksuba to the husband. The husband could buy, right, he could buy the right in the Ksuba, which is a halachically uh, mutter, meaning like this, a woman who has a schus in a Ksuba, right, she has a tzad to get a Ksuba, if the husband dies or something happens to the husband, the wife can market that on, and sell it to, to a third party and say, listen, I, you know, I have, a, I have a chance of winning Ksuba money. My, wife, my husband could divorce me or he could die. And I need the money now. I'm, I'm a little bit, I need cash. And he, she could sell a Ksuba. So a woman could sell her Skus Ksuba. It says, Tzemach Tzedek, so too, um, when, when acting in conformity with the Chirin Ring and the Gershon by depositing the get and the Ksuba money in Bezdin, you could actually deposit uh, the, not the actual Ksuba money, but the $35,000, like we said, but you could deposit uh, a schum, an amount of money that would be serve as a mechira, as the meimekach for the Ksuba, as if the husband purchased the Ksuba from the wife. And purchasing the Ksuba from the wife is as if you're paying it, because what it does is it ensures that she's not going to be left without Ksuba because she doesn't have the rights to have the Ksuba. So instead of depositing the ksuba, you, you buy up the ksuba from her, so to say. That's what the Tzemach Tzedek says, and that's what he suggests. However, this Eitzah is discussed in the Avni Nezer. Now, how does this Eitzah have to do with our first question we asked? I'll tell you why. The Avni Nezer, he asked a, a fantastic question. He says, listen, I don't understand. Why in the world uh, are we worried um, by this man taking a second husband 
And why in the world did Rabbeinu Gershon require a heter meir in the case when your first wife in the shtatis? After all, says the Avinezer, the Rabbeinu Gershon did in fact hold that b'mokim mitzvah, by a yuvama, that a person does not need a heter meir So too, if the first wife didn't bear children for 10 years, you don't need a heter meir Why? Because the second wife is b'mokim mitzvah. And if the second wife is b'mokim mitzvah, so then the halacha is, that, uh, that you're allowed to take a second wife. So if that's true, says Avnezer, when the first wife in the shtatis, that means she's so mentally ill, she can't have children with you right now. You can't, Enochanami, she's not a woman, didn't have children for 10 years. And she's not a, and the second wife is not a Yavama, but the first wife, you can't have Piririvia right now. And there is an Indian of Piririvia. There is an Indian to have children. There is a mitzvah to have children. And he cannot have children with this woman right now. So says the Avnezer, why is that not considered a mitzvah? Because you're getting married to the second woman in order to have children. Having children is a mitzvah. That's the Avnezer's question. Fantastic question. So he says, listen to his answer. Ingenious. He says that no, it's not a mitzvah. Why? Why is the second person not a mitzvah? Because he says the first person, the first woman actually is B'mokah Mitzvah. Why? Because if the second woman, if the second woman remains with you while the first woman heals herself and she gets better because the first woman can get better, the first woman can get healed, the first woman can become alive again and mentally healthy again. And if the first woman becomes mentally healthy again, so then there's no M'okah Mitzvah. That's his answer. If the woman becomes healthy, there's no M'okah Mitzvah. But then he says, what do you mean? If that's true, why is the Isra of the Cherem bin Gashim on the second woman? It should be on the first woman. Because after all, when you married the second woman, it was B'moka Mitzvah. Then the first woman becomes healthy. So if the first woman becomes healthy, she is over the Isra of the Cherem bin Gashim. Because what's the Isra of the Cherem bin Gashim? is taking a woman on your wife. You have a wife and you're taking a woman on your wife. So when you took the second woman, it was Mitzvah, that was fine. When the first woman become healed, to remain with the first woman, that's not B'mokim Mitzvah. Why? Because you have a wife already. You have the second woman that had a heter of B'mokim Mitzvah. So he says, you don't say that. You don't go back and forth. I mean like this. He says that when we don't know who's the B'mokim Mitzvah, both fall away. And there's no heter at all to stay married to both of them. And he brings that from our sugya. How does he bring it from our sugya? Because that's the answer to the kasha we asked in Rebbe Shimon. How could Rebbe, we asked at the beginning of the class, how did Rebbe Shimon say that both women go off scot-free because of the erva like Rashi's of Achos Zukukosoi? I, the first woman, wasn't an Achos Zukukosoi when she fell. The answer is, granted, she wasn't an Achos Zukukosoi when she fell, and, and we should really say the second woman should go free because of an Achos Zukukosoi. But, however, now, who do we label as the bad Achos Zukukosoi? We don't know who to label. Who do we label the first one? We label the second one. If we don't know who to label, we see from the Gemara, both go. So we don't know who to label the Achazukasai, who the evil one is, even though there's one that was really first. So too, he says that when we talk about time, who was first, who was second, it's irrelevant, says Avdanezer, we see from our Gemara. It's irrelevant who was the first Achazukasai. So too, it is irrelevant who is the second wife. Was it the second wife who was the Mokka Mitzvah at the time that you took her? Or was it the first? Or was it the first wife who reju- who became healed and rejuvenated herself and became not b'mokim mitzvah? 
And therefore, says the Avinezer that we're choyzer chalila, and in both scenarios, we say they're over in Isser, and we require a heter of Meir Abonim. And says the Avinezer, if that's true, that we require heter Meir Abonim, so this is not a regular dinner of Malkin Mitzvah, and therefore, by buying the Ksuba shouldn't be enough, we should have to have a real Ksuba there, because after all, really, the first woman deserves her Ksuba money. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at the